what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. His death became your death. His life became your life. And His resurrection became your resurrection. And glory to God, let me tell you something today. His victory became your victory today. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 1. Now the past month or so we've been dealing with King Hezekiah, how he came to the throne of the southern kingdom of Israel. And when he came to the throne, he opened up the temple of God, which had been closed for some 16 years. And he opened up the temple of God, had the priest to go in and clean things up and get the house of God in order. And then last week we looked at how King Hezekiah got the rulers of the city. Uh, As soon as all of that work was done, they brought sacrifices to the temple. And they started offering up the sacrifices again in the temple. Today, we want to take a closer look at the sacrificial system. Leviticus chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. If his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord, and the priest, Aaron's son, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your throne of grace today. And Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to stand before the people. And I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. And Lord, today as I have studied and prepared, Lord, I lean not only upon that, but Lord, I must have your anointing. I must have your spirit, Lord, to rest upon me and help me to rightly divide this word of truth. And Lord, the people must have the anointing. Lord, that they may hear and receive of your word. I realize on the other side of this microphone today, God, that there are many needs. And Lord, I'm asking that you somehow use me today to meet those needs, Lord. There are many questions out there. And Lord, I pray today that those questions might be answered as you move in our midst today. Lord, draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. 
This of which I've just read to you was given to Moses. It was the instructions that God gave to Moses as it pertains to the sacrificial system. It did not begin with Moses, although it was given to him. It all started, goes back to the very dawn of time with Adam and Eve when they sinned in that garden. Upon partaking a forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve found themselves naked. The Bible says in Genesis 3 in verse 21 that God killed an animal and he took coats of skins and he clothed Adam and Eve. And in that first killing of an animal made by God, God showed Adam and Eve how to have a relationship with him. Later on in Genesis chapter 4, we see where Abel, who was the son of Adam and Eve, Abel brings a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, firstling of the flock. He offered it to God, and God accepted Abel's sacrifice. He rejected Cain's sacrifice because it was the work of his own hands. It has to be a blood sacrifice or else God will not accept it. And God accepted Abel's sacrifice. Later on in Genesis chapter 8, we see how Noah, after the flood, he offered up a burnt offering, a sacrifice. Again, offered it up unto God. All of the patriarchs of old, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob... They offered up sacrifices unto God, and they were accepted, because that is what God laid down, like I said, in the very beginning with Adam and Eve. And the sacrificial system, all of that pointed to Christ and what Christ would do for us at Calvary. Without it, ladies and gentlemen, we can have no relationship with God. And God gave this to Moses in the book of Leviticus when the children of Israel, they became a nation and they multiplied into the millions. And God delivered them out of Egypt. He pulled Moses aside and said, this is how we're going to do it. It's going to have to be streamlined, if you will. And the people need to be able to bring their offerings and so forth. And so it was all laid out here in the book of Leviticus, streamlined, if you will. And here in verse 3 of Leviticus chapter 1, the sinner is ordered to bring a male without blemish. It had to be a male because God created the man first. And then he created the woman from the man. But he created the man first. And gave man dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over everything that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Adam was mankind's representative man. Inside of Adam was every single human being that would ever be born. 
the first man, Adam, when he sinned in that garden, he lost it all. He lost his dominion. He even lost his soul. And it affected every human being that would ever be born after that. Oh, but the second man, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. The second man, Jesus Christ. He would win it all back by his perfect life and his death on Calvary. The animal that was brought had to be a male without blemish. It had to be perfect in every way. It could have no scars, no blemishes, no no bruises anywhere. It went through a very tight-knit examination process, if you will. And it was minutely inspected to make sure it had no blemishes in it because it typified Christ. It represented Christ, the one who was to come. Also here in verse 3 of Leviticus, the person was to bring it of their own voluntary will. Moses told the people, if you sin, this is what you must do. You must bring an offering, a sin offering, and bring it to the Lord. And here's how it is to be done. But none of that was enforced. Nobody forced anybody to do anything. The information was given, and it was up to the people. If they sinned, Grab a sacrifice, bring it to the temple, to the tabernacle, and offer it up unto God. It's the same way with you and I today. My job is to give you the information. To point you to Calvary. And give an altar call. I can't save anybody. I can't force anybody to be saved. It has to be of your own voluntary will. And God will not violate a person's free will of choice. If you want to be saved today, i got news for you. You can be saved today. If you do not want to be saved, then God's not going to force the issue. He's going to deal with you and work with you and try to bring you in. But God will not force you to be saved. Next, it has to be a specific place. They had to bring their offering to the tabernacle because that is where the brazen altar was at. That's where the brazen labor was at. That's where the priests were at. That was where all the instruments that would need to be used for offering up a sacrifice, that was the place where the people had to go. Today, you and I go to one place. And that's the cross, because it is there that Jesus Christ gave himself for mankind. And there is no other sacrifice, there is no other place to go but to Calvary. In Leviticus 1 and verse 4, we have the doctrine of substitution and identification. He shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering. The innocent animal became the substitute for the sinner. You think of that. 
The sinner identified with this animal by laying his hands upon the head of the animal and participated in its death, which I'll talk about here in just a moment. But today, when you and I, we place our faith in Christ and what he did, we identify with him. He becomes our substitute. Paul said in Galatians 2 and 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The wages of sin is death, spiritual death in hell. But Jesus' death on the cross became our death. He took our place. He took the judgment that should have come upon me, the judgment that should have come upon you. His death became your death. Oh, glory to God. His life became your life. And His resurrection became your resurrection. And glory to God, let me tell you something today. His victory became your victory today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's how we identify with Christ by faith every day. Verse 4 of Leviticus 1, the Bible says, It shall be accepted for him. The only thing that God will accept is that which is done according to his word. And here we have in the word the instructions for offering up a sacrifice and how it's to be offered up unto God. If it's done correctly, God will accept it. If the offering is accepted of God, the one that's offering it will be accepted of God. Oh, glory to God. Let me bring it up to today. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. He did it according to the book, according to the word. And today, when you identify with Christ and you accept Him as your Savior, again, His perfect life becomes your perfect life. His sacrifice. God accepts His sacrifice and your trust and faith in it. God accepts you. It shall be accepted for Him. And it only shall be accepted for Him. God will not accept your tithes and offerings. He'll accept it, we'll accept it, but not for salvation. It shall be accepted for him to make an atonement for him. The word atonement has the three words at one Sin is what separated mankind from God. 
And the sin issue had to be addressed, and it was at Calvary. Under the New Testament, as I stated, everything that Jesus did was according to the Word of God. And God accepted it. And we know that it was accepted to God because of His resurrection. And when you place your faith in what He did at Calvary, that deals with the sin nature that's in your heart. He took your judgment. He took your place. It is accepted of God. And once the sin issue in your life is addressed, then you become at one with God, which speaks of relationship. There's only one way to have a relationship with God, and that's through Him by the cross. And it's always been that way. Under the old economy of God, they had to bring their sacrifices because that pointed to Christ. It was salvation on credit, if you will. Paul said that the blood of bulls and goats was not enough to take away sin. It could only cover the sin. Oh, but when Jesus Christ came. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Glory to God. And when you believe in what He did, we become one with God, the atonement. And then in verse 5, we have the killing. He shall kill the bullock before the Lord. A lot of the people that came up to the tabernacle, they were poor people. If they brought a sacrifice, let's say it was a lamb, they raised that lamb. They, they were probably there the day that little fella was born. And they raised it up and fed it every day in water it every day it become like the family pet if you will how many of you are close to your pets how many of you love your pets if you were to lose your pet it's like losing a member of the family well the sinner committed a sin and the only way to get forgiveness of that sin and to be made right with God was to take that lamb raised since they were a little fellow, fed it every day and watered it every day, and bring it to the tabernacle. And the priests go through and they inspect it, and it's accepted. And then the priest hands you a knife. And you have to take the knife and kill it. I'm trying to make it personal to you today. I'm trying to bring it home to you today. Every single one of us participated in Jesus' death at Calvary. Every single one of us, we participated in the thorns that were placed upon His head. We participated in His beard being literally pulled 
from his face. We participated in the stripes being laid upon his back. We participated in the nails that were driven into his hands and into his feet. We participated in the spear that was thrust into his side. Every single one of us had a hand in his sacrifice. But he did it for you and I. Because he loves us so much. He gave his life for us. And I wonder if we were living during that time. And we bring our little lamb to the temple. And the priest hands you the knife. What are the thoughts that go through your mind? Again, I'm trying to bring it home to you today. I'm trying to make it personal to you today. Could you do it? You'd have to if you're going to be saved. But today, Jesus has done all that needs to be done. All you have to do today is believe in what Jesus Christ did for you. And what a waste It is for so many to reject God's great salvation plan today. All right. Leviticus 1 verse 5. The priest, Aaron's son, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle. As the knife is pulled across the throat of the animal, the assisting priest would bring a bowl, a basin, and the hot blood would pour out. And they would take that blood over to the brazen altar and sprinkle it round about that altar typifying the blood that Jesus Christ would shed at Calvary's cross. It was a gruesome thing. And let me tell you this. The one that pulled the knife across the throat, the animal, got blood on him. There was no way around it, ladies and gentlemen. But let me tell you this, without the shedding of blood... There is no remission of sin. Glory to God. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Let me tell you something today. The blood of Jesus Christ still sets men free. Glory to God. It still sets men free. Let me ask you this today. Are you washed in the blood? Are you washed in the blood? That soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. Verse 6. He shall flay the offering. The hide or the skin of the animal would be cut away. From the carcass, 
the skin was the only part that was not laid upon the altar to be burned. Why is that? We'll go back to Adam and Eve in the very beginning. God cut away the skins of that first sacrifice, and he used it to cover Adam and Eve. But the rest of the sacrifice was to be placed upon that altar, and it was to be burned. And I'm not finished with this message today. I want to pick it up next week. But I want to ask you this today as we close. Have you brought a lamb to be offered up for your sin? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Has His blood been applied to the doorpost of your heart? If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior today, and you say, Brother James, I just don't know. If I were to die today and I stand before God, I don't know if He's going to let me in or not. Let me help you make it sure today. Come up here to this altar today and let me pray a sinner's prayer with you. Accept Him today while He may be found. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not promised tomorrow. Do it now while the Holy Spirit of God is dealing with your heart today as we close out with a hymn of invitation. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.